0: Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts.
1: Hi, I'm Dana Crawford.
0: And I'm Wayne Jordan.
1: In today's episode number 25 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about vintage coffee mugs.
0: Vintage coffee mugs. (laughs) You know, I see listings on WorthPoint and eBay or the reported listings on WorthPoint and ones that are for sale and sold on eBay. And sometimes I'm just astonished at the range of prices. I saw someone on WorthPoint that go back a couple of years, and they were coffee cups that had good provenance, like cups that Johnny Carson used on The Tonight Show or, or that John Wayne gave as a gift or, or something like that. Brought thousands and thousands of dollars. But then I started to think, you know, this is the kind of thing that uh, Jane and Joe Picker are going to run into when they're out and about in their yard sales and thrift shops so is it possible to make a good profit of finding and flipping coffee mugs so i reversed the search and i found that on the low end if i search lowest to highest some of those things just didn't bring enough money to make it worth the time spent packing and shipping like you know we're talking about 99 cents or a dollar or 2 dollars and in my mind That's just not worth the time it takes. I need to get more per item. So somewhere in there is a balance. There's a sweet spot for selling coffee mugs. And what I would like to explore here today is that sweet spot. What's what's the good place to be? How much did you pay? What's your target for selling it? Because there's so many of them out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, You just find them everywhere the toughest thing to do is determine what you should pick, what you should flip, and what you should skip. Sure. Uh, and so that's where I'd like to go with this today is just to, to explore those things. So I like to start with uh, with a story or a tale of some sort. And, and Dana, you've had more experience than I have because you flip a variety of things, sell a variety of things on on eBay. So do you have a story that comes to mind about mugs?
1: Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is Starbucks. Um, Starbucks coffee mugs were really, really good sellers, and they still are, and they're still easy. Not easy. (laughs) They're still out there, and they can be found. Now, there were different series of mugs that came out over the years that Starbucks put out, and the city scenes... And then some of them, like the the ones from England, for example, they had different design. So they changed their design in mid creation of their um, putting out these mugs. So there, there's two designs on the earlier coffee mugs for Starbucks in England. So I started learning about this when uh, my husband and I were traveling, and we went to Ireland. And when I was at the airport, I knew. I was going to grab coffee mugs before I got home, and I went to Starbucks in Ireland at the airport and bought about 10 mugs from Belfast, Ireland. Mm -hmm. I bought Belfast because my husband's from there, and that's where we were, so I bought Belfast and regular Ireland mugs. And then when we went to London, we stayed in London for a couple of weeks. And while I was there, I actually listed them while I was in London and then hoped that I didn't break them <laughs> while, I was, <laughs> while I was traveling. But at the time, I loved the challenge, and I still do today, love the challenge of when I travel to look for something that I can sell or resell and help pay for my trip. And I know I've mentioned that before, but mm-hmm. um, in this case, it was coffee mugs from Starbucks at different locations. Now, when I went to eBay Open, I bought a bunch of Starbucks mugs from Las Vegas while I was there, and I still have them. <laughs> so, lesson learned you can't assume. Right. You can't assume. You have right. to research first. Mm-hmm. And I know that, but I was in a rush at the airport in Las Vegas and saw Starbucks, so I just went ahead and bought, I think I bought six Las Vegas Starbucks mugs and threw them in my suitcase. Bad call.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. When you were in Ireland, it sounds like you bought two or three dozen mugs. Yes, I did. How did you get them home? Did you just bring an extra suitcase and... Pack them well, or did you ship them home?
1: I packed them in my suitcase, and I just put my clothes around them. I also had bubble wrap, but I—I I can. I'm a pretty good packer. I was a Girl Scout, so I know how to pack. <laughs> I can get a lot in a suitcase.
0: Ah, oh, Dana, the perennial picker. She travels with wrapping paper and bubble wrap.
1: I do keep bubble wrap in my suitcase. It's. I it's, can
0: see you now. It, at uh, Customs, do you have anything to declare? Yes. Where can I get more bubble wrap? <laughs> you never know.
1: Now, I even keep bubble wrap in my car, in the back end of my car, just in case I stop somewhere and need to buy something and wrap it up.
0: Uh good for you. That just It's in your jeans. It's in your <laughs> jeans. So l- these Starbucks mugs. Are these limited edition mugs? They're only made for a certain period of time and then they stop making them?
1: Correct. So there were different series that Starbucks put out. And today, the top seller, and it's been this way for years since I've been teaching eBay for the last eight years, Portugal is still number one in the top selling of Starbucks mugs. and. They go, the last one I looked at sold for $810
0: on eBay. Well, that would almost pay for a ticket to Portugal.
1: <laughs> exactly. In South Africa, um, different countries. And then some people sell them in bulk, of course. Mm-hmm. But the, it just depends on which series that you, that you collect it from, that you were able right. to find it from. So that's why, of course, research is important, but I've gotten to know which ones to look for so that when I go into to Goodwill or, you know, any of the thrift stores, I can spot the series, you know, from the different series of Starbucks mugs. Right. But Starbucks isn't the only kind of thing that I look for. If you've ever gone into a Goodwill, they have an act, a section dedicated to coffee mugs. Mm-hmm. Most thrift stores do. Right. And it's fun to look through them. It's it's a lot of fun. Have you done that, Wayne?
0: Uh, not with coffee mugs. I'm a record collector, so I usually head right for the vinyl and then take a look for the art, just just in case someone overlooked a, a lost Picasso or something. <laughs> that has yet to happen, but I have found some good vinyl. Uh, wondering about let me go back and and revisit the uh, the limited edition point for a minute. What I found as I looked online is that. Any kind of limited edition uh, mug, like a special event, like from the Olympics of a particular year uh, or or from a festival, uh, anything that's, they do a limited run and those are the only ones they ever make, those become collector's items and follow the same sort of process that, you know, Franklin Mint and Hallmark and... These other places that specialize in manufacturing collectibles, uh, they'll manufacture them for a short while and then not offer them anymore. They'll go on and and create something else and folks collect those. And the same thing happens with special event mugs. Uh, Also, one-of-a-kind mugs, again, when I say one-of-a-kind, I'm talking about limited edition mugs, are... Tourist places, like as you say, in uh, Portugal and South Africa or uh, Aspen or Canada or Hawaii, you know, any of those that you can get that aren't going to be commonly found are good to pick up. Anything that, any mug that expresses an individual's personality or makes a statement about them, like, you know, a hobby are you a golfer, golf mugs would be popular cartoon characters movies and tv shows animal lovers whether it's you know cows or farm animals or dogs or cats or deer all of those that are made in a limited quantity will resell for a pretty good amount and you can almost always buy them cheap what kind of prices have you been getting for the ones you put up Dan?
1: well i will be honest with you the some of those that you mentioned are kind of what I call slow sellers
2: mm-hmm. because
1: you have to wait for the right person to come along. Yeah. And especially, like, I guess the most recent mugs that I've sold were from the Navy. So they were like royal blue, and then they had a gold seal on them, and then they had the gold around the trim of them. Mm-hmm and they were from different d- different schools of uh navy bases right and i did pretty well with those and i picked that i actually did get those at goodwill for a dollar each and i got about 80 i think i got 65 for one and then 82 for another one but it took almost a year and a half to sell that so I don't mind if I pick them up pretty cheap and, you know, most of you know that I hate inventory and I don't like, you know, stuff sitting around for over a year. But some, there's, there's an exception to the rule on some items. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind coffee mugs because they don't take up much space and they could be on the back shelf and, you know, you can, you can wait for that special person Mm -hmm. to, to uh, be searching for that limited edition or that special mug that they want to get for a gift. And that's what I've learned. A lot of people will get these for gifts for special occasions.
0: All right. This is a good place to stop for a word from our sponsor. And we will be right back.
2: Hey, eBay sellers. It pays to know what you've got and what it's worth. That's why you need WorthPoint. Worthpoint WorthPoint.com is the world's largest resource for pricing antiques and collectibles with millions of items, photos, and sold-for prices. With their free mobile app for iPhone and Android, you can carry the power of WorthPoint right in your pocket, wherever you go. For a seven-day, seven-lookup free trial, go to worthpoint.com.
0: Okay, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're discussing finding and flipping coffee mugs. What other mugs sell well? For you, and is there a sweet spot in the price? Is is there is there a price at which things tend to sell well? Well, the rarer, of course, um,
1: the the name brand, the the higher end. Um, I know Hermes actually makes a coffee mug, and you can get as much as a thousand dollars for one of those. So you definitely want to look at the bottom of the mug. So not only does the mug look attractive, but you want to look at the bottom of the mug to see who it's made by. And then once you discover it's a, it's a name that you can look up quickly if you're not familiar with it, you can research it from your phone. You want to also look inside the mug and see if it was stirred. How often was it stirred? Does it have any flaws inside? And then run your finger around the rim and run your finger around the bottom edge so that you can get a feel for any nicks. Because there's nothing worse than getting home and missing that you didn't see something. <laughs> I've had it happen, and so now I'm pretty pretty good at always running my finger over over them to check before I get before I purchase it. The other thing is, do you remember that TV show with the two guys and
2: the boy?
1: Two and a half men. That's it. Sheen. Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Charlie right. Sheen. That's it. So they had a coffee mug on many episodes that was just a regular coffee mug with rainbows around it. Mm-hmm. And it was a rainbow color all the way down. And those started selling like crazy on eBay. And no name brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just the fact that it looked like the same style as three-and-a-half men. Right. So another, another strategy is if you know that a cup has been seen on TV shows or in movies and you find one that looks like it was a replica, of course, of, of something, people love to purchase stuff like that. So I generally, if I see something with a rainbow on it, I'm going to buy it. Because rainbows are pretty hot right now. Right. We could probably do a show all about puppy dogs and rainbows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably so. Um, following up your thoughts about the, the TV show and Two and a Half Men, I'm looking at a archived listing on WorthPoint. It's a coffee mug from the John Wayne movie. Cahill U.S. Marshal, and I vaguely remember that. I, I mean, I was a John Wayne fan early on, but then went on to other things. It sold in 2011, so 10 years ago, it sold for $4,481.25. Wow. So, yeah, there there are those around that will do that, and I would think that any kind of trending item in the news, or politics, or or anything that was popular for a while and the mug represented that trending idea that that would sell for a lot of money. And I'm not talking about when I say a lot of money, I mean over $25 or more. Sure. Uh, as a vintage item. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, that makes sense. It's a lot of people are afraid to sell coffee mugs because they're afraid of the shipping. Right. Like so many things that they're afraid of. is, But the shipping, in fact, the shipping segment, the shipping episode that we did should clear a lot of that fear up. So if I may take this time to refer people back to that episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because... I know there's a lot of YouTube videos out there on how to ship coffee mugs, and I am personally not a fan of one of them that is promoted, and that is to ship it in a priority flat rate envelope. Right. And I don't recommend that. I don't do it. And there is a... A priority mailbox, you cannot get it at the post office. You have to order it from the website, and it's free. You can go to USPS.com and order free shipping supplies. You set up your account, and it's totally free. And these are boxes that are 7 by 7 by 6 -hmm. and I keep a stack of those in in my uh, garage. They're perfect for shipping coffee mugs, the absolute perfect size. And it's not a flat rate box. It's a priority box, but it's by weight. So it's generally, maybe it'll be a pound or less. Depends on, you know, how heavy your mug is. But the general is a pound. Mine are usually 15 ounces, the general um, coffee mug weight. But I like it in the priority mail because it's insured.
2: Right.
1: And versus, you know, putting it in a regular box in um, a regular shipping box and then not insuring it and taking the risk. And if it's a $75 mug, you're definitely going to want that free insurance with the post office. So priority mail is the way to go. Now, what I do is I, of, of course, only recommend big bubbles and big bubble wrap. So I put a square of big bubbles. First, I put newspaper inside the mug and then inside the handle. And then I put the mug on the bubble wrap on one side and fold it in a triangle, fold it up, and then flip the mug over and do another bubble. And then I get a piece of cardboard and roll it around the mug. So I'm actually double boxing. And then I make a cylinder and then drop that inside the 7 by 7 by 6 box. And that works. I've never had a mug break using that technique and i think it's the best way to ship them
0: yeah i would think so i mean if you can if you can cram a bunch of them into a suitcase wrapped in your <laughs> your socks then <laughs> that sounds pretty safe to me <laughs> so let me let me run this by you and this is just a question that just popped into my head from my research earlier as i was looking at the various listings on eBay and and it seemed to me like the best prices were achieved as fixed price make an offer. Because when I reversed the search and did lowest price first, they were almost all auctions.
2: hmm
1: That's true. That's true. I will do auctions when I'm trying to get rid of something in July july you can always come to my ebay store and look for bargains because i liquidate every july and shoot Mm -hmm. things out to penny and 99 cent auctions and coffee mugs are right in there if they've been you know on the shelf too long and i'm over it but the normal is to for me is to go ahead and do your research i price high everybody knows i price high and I, I have a high asking price with make an offer and auto accept, auto decline as low as I'll go and let it sit. And then um, if that doesn't work, of course, you can drop the price, do a promotion, and then finally shoot it out to auction. Now, another great way to pick up coffee mugs I wanted to mention, I've I've done it with our local auction house because they put them in box lots and I've done pretty well picking up box lots of coffee mugs and, and rolling the dice that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I've won for $5 um, about 15 coffee mugs from mm-hmm. my local auction house. And I have some of them sitting there now waiting for me to put on and there's a few good ones in there. There was some bad ones in there. There was one from Shipshawana. Really? So I kept that. I did. I I kept that one. For now.
0: <laughs> I'm sure eventually you'll get dollar signs in your eyes. And <laughs> want to move that bad boy out. Yeah. I only collect for a short while. Yeah. I. Uh, there are things that I collect, but uh, for the most part, if i buy something the very first thing i think about is flipping it
1: right Yep. Yeah, that's that's how it is and coffee mugs we go through those as well um i did i did give um a belfast one to my husband mm-hmm. so <laughs> and, and i make sure he don't break it you know just just in case we need to sell that but i do take good care of that one and sometimes i let him use it
0: speaking of care we discussed this in our episode about collecting Snoopy memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the mugs and care of the mugs. The graphics and the text on a mug are, of course, they're they're glazed over. But those cups mugs like that are meant to be hand washed. But if you put them in your dishwasher, uh, the the harshness of the abrasiveness of the powder of the dishwashing soap. And the chemicals and and all of those things will start to wear off the surface coat, the glaze on the outside of the cup, and pretty soon you're going to have a cup that looks awful on the outside. The lettering's going to start to wear through, and so on. And let me mention the inside. You're talking about the spoon marks. Mm-hmm. There's a product that I've heard people recommend called Bartender's Helper, and there's also some sort of eraser device that will go in and. Get rid of the lighter of those marks, but if it's real bad, you just want to skip it rather than try to flip it. But they can be cleaned up if it's a particularly good cup. If it's been bringing uh, a good amount of money, uh, you can clean them up a little bit. But once you get one, if you're going to keep it and use it and hope you make money later, you really want to hand wash this. Good tip.
1: Yeah, that's a very good tip. I'm noticing that there's a lot of anthropology mugs and I did not know that anthropology had a line of coffee mugs but they seem to do pretty well they're just basic floral mugs but I thought I should mention that because sometimes you may overlook a, a, like a pure one imports right. and pure one imports even I've done well with items from there that you know it's it's touch and go but
0: yeah, yeah that's true. If you have something with a royal seal, not that it was, you know, has to actually have come from Buckingham Palace, but anything having to do with royal family, there are are people all around the world who follow the royal family as if they were Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yes or whoever the the uh, personality du jour is uh, but it's popular it stayed popular for years there are generations of people who have royal themed coffee mugs and those will always do well
1: yes so keep that in mind next time you're watching the Royals on TV or or uh, uh reality tv or a sitcom or a movie and when you notice someone drinking out of a mug definitely zoom in pause and see what it is and then go see if you can't um see what they're selling for yeah i i'm not picky as far as um of course i prefer to sell higher end items but i don't mind a few low low ball items mixed in to the mix
0: Okay, we're going to wrap it up. Hope our listeners enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out our page, flipitorskipit.com to see what our other episodes are, and we hope to have you back again next week. Dana, that's it. Thanks for your input. This has been fun. Yes, cheers. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by worthpoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.